1: college football crowns a national champion the 118th congress gavels itself in and well uh will kevin mccarthy screw the freedom caucus we're going to talk about that and so much more on this edition of critical thinking yes indeed we have a ton to get into on this edition of critical thinking thank you to each and every single one of you who watch us who download, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate each and every single one of you. 2022 is a banner year for us. We were previously ranked the number one critical thinking podcast in the world, Pat, and I am proud to say that for a second year in a row, we still have that honor. We are the number one critical thinking podcast back-to-back critical thinking championships, Pat. Uh, that'll be a foreshadowing into one of the questions here on a truth or fiction Tuesday where we make a statement and then we discuss whether that statement would be truth or fiction. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat one. You can follow me at The Coppins Show, him at The Padoni Show. You can follow our show on Instagram at Critical Thinking Show. All right. All of that fun, good stuff out of the way. Do not forget, you can watch us on Rumble, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Find us there. Um, having said all of that, Mr. Padone, um, Simple question for you. Obviously, an absolute ass kicking last night in the college football national championship game. I never saw that coming. The TCU being held to seven points like they were. Never saw that coming. I don't know about you. I, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Yeah. And so for me. I look at this and I have to ask a question. Not only did we see back-to-back national champions for the first time in a long time, the manner in which Georgia dominated this game and played in the previous national championship game last year, is this the greatest college football team of all time? Mm. I think they're certainly in contention for
0: it. I uh, the one team that I'm going to throw into question is the Alabama team with uh, Mac Jones and Devonta Smith. Um,
1: yeah, I'm not. I I shouldn't say that. Maybe the 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 greatest group to win back to back national championships. I, I mean, Ooh. it has happened so rarely in college football history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I could see. I, the only team that I would suggest gives them a run for their money is the Nebraska team of the of the uh, '90s. Well,
0: that's a good one too.
1: Yeah, that, that's really the only one. Um, yes, we have Alabama. You know, one it's back to back national champions uh, championships. We have got um, you know the Nebraska teams of the what was it '93 '94 were their national championships or '94 '95. I I don't remember what years in that region. I just not off the top of my head here. Um, I'm trying to think otherwise. The I look at it from this perspective, right? Ohio State, you could argue, was one of the best teams of college football this year. And they gave every I mean, they literally. You know, punched themselves out in that college football semifinal game and still couldn't come away with a victory. And then to watch what they did, that was domination like I have never seen at that level of college football. I
0: mean, keep in mind, I, 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 I'm i a little biased, but keep in mind, Ohio State was playing it without running back number one, running back number sure. two, wide receiver number one, wide receiver number two.
1: Whoa, you know, whoa, that, whoa. You, are you suggesting that Marvin Harrison Jr. is not your second wide receiver? No, he is. Yeah, he played he, in that game.
0: He did play in that game, but he, he was out pretty much the second half.
1: He was out like midway through the third quarter, yes.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, had he, had he played the full game, we might have won because I mean, we only lost by a point.
1: Yeah, sure. If some butts though, right? If some butts. Right, right, right. Of course. And, and Georgia's course. got their issues. Uh Tyler mm-hmm. McConkey, you know, he he basically has to get an injection before every game just to make sure that his knees can hold up, right? And he comes mm-hmm. out in that early portion of the game, three catches on on one drive including the touchdown. Um it, it was just incredible to watch. Uh My wife and I, we turned it off um, at halftime uh, (laughs) to watch something else. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the game was over. It it was theoretically over. It it practically was over. It theoretically wasn't, I should say. But, I mean, that was just an incredible performance by Georgia. Uh, Stetson Bennett um, puts himself in an unearthly category of college football players of all time. Uh, with that performance in that game. I stayed by my comments before the the, uh, pl- the playoff
0: even happened. Mm-hmm. Stenson Bennett should have won the Heisman, period.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. Um, that all being said, uh, it'll be interesting when, when I really get a chance to step back and understand this, because this is, what, two years of undefeated football for Georgia, right? Right? Mm-hmm. When's the last time that's happened?
0: Well, I think I think part of the problem, too, is you had a weaker SEC conference the last couple of years that.
1: Not necessarily. I I wouldn't suggest that.
0: I'm saying I'm not saying they
1: were weak. I'm just saying they were weaker. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. You got Tennessee that came up and had, uh, you know, had Hendon um, not gotten hurt. Right. You you would have seen a different game there. I was gonna say, did he get hurt in that Georgia game? Yeah. Okay, you got hurt. Like right away in that game, um, and then you you know Hendon Hooker, you've got uh, LSU that was playing some really good football at times. Mm-hmm. Alabama's still up there. Yeah, Auburn was a little bit down. You had Florida making a little bit of a run. Kentucky was a little bit down. You know, even Vanderbilt was competitive at for most of the season. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I I get your point, right? Like Alabama wasn't necessarily Alabama, we saw that in the bowl game. Um, they they. They just weren't their normal selves. Um, well, with all that being said, I agree. I, I think in at least the college football playoff era, this is the best team we have ever seen.
0: Yeah, like I said, the only one that I can think of that's in contention with that is the Mac Jones, Devonta Smith, Alabama team.
1: Yeah, potentially. I, I just I didn't mm-hmm. see them dominating the way that that Georgia has. Um, and, and what they pulled right. off last night, no mm. team, no team has ever done that, especially not in that college football playoff era. Right, right. So with that all being said, Pat, let's move from the world of sports into your first truth or fiction for today.
0: Well, um, do you want to go technology first or do you want me to do because I, I, I also have a bunch for like a lightning
1: round? So why don't we do the the, the big one first from you okay. and then okay. uh, that way we can kind of, you know, play around with the time here on the show.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, and by big one, you mean the technology one? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. Are you, first of all, let me ask you this. Are you familiar with
1: chat GPT? A little bit. And I'm about to be way more familiar with it later on this week in uh, in what it's going to be able to potentially do for real estate. So Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. truth or fiction, Chad, GPT will end homework.
1: (sighs) Yes, eventually it will. It will render homework useless. If I can simply look the answer up or if I have an AI bot that can give me the answer, See you later. Why? We are a lazy society in general, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so I look at it from that perspective, but I also look at it from the perspective of this thing is potentially solving complicated questions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this, isn't, this isn't a I can Google the answer, right? You still have to be able to discern whether or not the answer is true <clears throat> if you Google it, right? Right. More importantly, if you Google how you know 75 times whatever equals x, you're still going to have to figure out how to put that equation together. That being said, it will eliminate homework at a high school level, I believe, because you still have to put the basics in place for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at a lower grade school, middle school level. And and the reason I say that is because you have to still be able to add, subtract, multiply, divide, read, write, all of those basics. But chat GTP, as I understand it, there's no need for homework. It is going to be able to, I also believe, replace a lot of a function of a teacher. It really will. When you take a look at what it can and can't do, right, or what the future of it is, what what what's the point of a of a social studies teacher in, in high school at that point pat
0: um for those at home that that don't understand what we're talking about mm-hmm. uh, chat gpt is a ai program that came out the end of november of 2022 okay um and what it does is uh, it's it's basically a pre-trained transformer. So what, it, w- what it'll do is it'll take stories, articles, news, movie scripts, um, mm-hmm. pretty much anything that you can think of that would create content. Okay. And it'll put it into whatever format you need it into um, and, and just transform it into a, a conversational piece if mm-hmm. you need to um and so basically the even scarier part is, is that this could also be something that could sound like a real person so i could see a lot of people really abusing this mm-hmm. um, using it for scams things like that um and so that's that's kind of what we're, we're we're getting at is that so <coughs> if kids were ever to get their hands on this what is Actually, this conversation with a family member over over the break. What is the ethical standard of something like this in schools? Because now what this would fundamentally do is if I have have a term paper to write. This AI could save me tons of time, and all I would really have to do is just some basic editing and making sure that the information is correct. Mm -hmm. Um, I really wouldn't have to sit there and write a whole paper.
1: Yeah, the days um, of doing essays are probably over. Yep. Um, at least at a at a basic level. I would suggest at a higher level, probably not, but the, the, the basic level of of understanding it. And I and I wonder this about as I look back at my time and mm-hmm. going through like advanced placement US and European history and AP economics, right? Right. A lot of the advanced placement stuff was essay-driven, right? And I wondered to myself if I, because here's the rub for me, Pat. Everybody has a different learning style, right? Not everybody's learning style is going to be similar. There are similar functions within, you can pick out like maybe six different learning styles, right? And kind of Mm -hmm. put people into into a larger bucket. But even within that bucket, people are a little bit different. But I look at it from this perspective for somebody like myself. I am somebody who it's very simple for me to learn something. Especially if I can when I'm learning it, I'm writing down what I'm learning. Okay? So for instance, in a history lecture in college or at an at the AP level in high school, right? Very very simple for me to write down what's going on in the lecture. I'm taking a note, right? But I'm also, as I'm doing that, the way that my learning style functions, I am basically burning it into my brain as I'm writing it down. I don't forget those things. Right. So, for instance, you know, I've told this story a thousand times. Right. I have I, I had a college class with a bunch of people in my major and a bunch of people that I lived with. Right. Mm-hmm. I studied for. All I did was just look back at my notes on on the three chapters or four chapters for this test, right? This big term test. That's all I did. It took me an hour at best. Some of these people were spending 7, 8 hours studying for this major test, right? I got I got a, an A on the test. They ended up with Bs and Cs. And they were mad. Well, it's because you didn't figure out how you learn. That has nothing to do with anything other than you don't know how you learn best and you just shoved yourself into the box of this is how you're supposed to learn, right? I'm going to read the chapter again. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, find out exactly how you learn best and figure it out. So for people like me, right, who learn best by consuming and maybe writing some notes down, right, where it's more of a photographic type of a memory. I'm not totally a photographic memory person, but I'm closer to that. My point with that is is this chat GPT, right? Mm-hmm. This has the ability for me to learn the information without ever having to write an essay. Without, I, I'll retain that information for a different kind of testing, right? right. This is transformative. I, There's no doubt about it. Yeah.
0: The one thing I will say, I think you're right about the, this, you know, replacing like high school essays and stuff like that. I, I do. Um, however, AI is always like like evolving with this kind of stuff anymore, especially when it comes to like content generation. Yeah, and, I think and here's a great role example role of this, role. Pat.
1: We're going through uh, some training later this week uh, within my brokerage on how to use Chat GPT mm-hmm. to literally create Instagram, uh, yep. TikTok content with, with just inputting minimal information, and it will create the content for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a game changer because... A lot of people in our industry are having to go to outside sources, whether that's Fiverr, whether that's a local editor um, or whatever have you, and paying big bucks to do so. Mm-hmm.
0: If I could I, just I remember- go to
1: chat GPT and every time I have a listing, I can create a listing video and I don't mm-hmm. have to do anything other than that. And it costs me like $10 to do it versus $800. That's a game changer, right? Mm hmm. Well,
0: you're right. Yes, it is. And I, I, here's the funny part is I remember testing some AI generators a few years ago. And mm-hmm. the distance that has come in the last few years is, is dramatic um, because they were not that good a few years ago. Now, I mean, people are eating this stuff up. And mm-hmm. chat G- GPT seems to be at the very top of the, the food chain here. Um get a sub truth or fiction for you on this Mm -hmm. Um, chat GPT could help search engines like Bing challenge Google. No,
1: no, 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 no chance because chat GPT is not a search engine. No, but But beyond that for me too, Pat, here's the reason why mm -hmm. because Google is a behemoth. Right literally who in the hell do you know that uses bing well it's
0: usually your elderly people that use bing
1: i don't even know if they use it because you would have to be some sort of a you know msn uh internet explorer never change the settings type of an individual Mm. to do that right and that's just Mm. not the case even my even my 75 year old father-in-law doesn't use bing he knows how to use google right Mm -hmm. like and he is not tech savvy in any way, shape, or form, um, you know. So, yeah.
0: Let, let me let me here, Let me put it this way: so Microsoft invested one billion dollars in OpenAI in 2019. Sure. The agreement included a deal to include chat, chat GPT technology into Bing search engine, according to the information. Microsoft expects to integrate Chat GPT capabilities into the Bing search engine before the end of March. Microsoft is betting. That the new AI tech will help Bing attain more than nine percent of the total search engine traffic. Google search sure. dominates with 84%. But, but here's
1: my question to you, okay? Mm-hmm. Here's the here's the simple question. What the hell does chat GPT have to do with you searching for something? Um so, and, and I mean this genuinely because here's here's the rub, right? So chat mm-hmm. GPT is about inputting information and generating content. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. When you are searching on Google or Bing or DuckDuckGo or whatever the hell search engine you're going to use, right? Mm-hmm. You're not searching for content; you are searching for an answer to a question nine times out of ten. ChatGPT, so Bing already has the functionality of being able to to answer your question. ChatGPT doesn't do mm-hmm. doesn't do that. My understanding of ChatGPT is that this is about Inputting information to generate content. So if you're telling me that Bing is now going to become a content creator versus mm-hmm. a search engine, you've changed your product. You haven't. You haven't integrated something. You have transformed your project.
0: So, so something that 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 uh, happens within you know digital marketing, if you will, mm-hmm. is content creation in the 100%. sense of if I'm going to influence the rankings on Google or Bing or whatever search engine have you, primarily Google, right? Yep. Is that I'm going to create content. Mm-hmm. I'm going to create content in such a way that is going to help me beat up my competitors and manipulate the, the, the algorithms to better rank for myself. So if if Bing can monopolize that in such a way to where they can use content in such a way that allows them to compete more with Google. Mm-hmm. That's where that would come into play.
1: No, that that's totally fair. Mm. I guess when I, <clears throat> I guess when I take a look at this, right, it's mm. just I I don't look at this from a perspective of being able to transform somebody going on there and searching it. it sure, it can transform the the capabilities of somebody to market. Yes, you're right there, but. You're marketing to a limited a limited pool, right? So for instance, here's a great example of this, Pat. Who owns the number the number one, number two search engines in the world? Google. Google, Google and YouTube are the number one and number two search engines in the entire world. Well, Google owns YouTube. So Right. right. So my point being is that their market share, even if you took Google away, right? The market share of YouTube would dwarf Bing. How do you transform that into something that's actually part of the broader market? I don't know. Bing is a trash, trash. Well, I don't there. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't see how it transforms it. I, well, I shouldn't say this. I don't see how it helps make it any different. What's the different differentiator? Are you suggesting that you're going to now be able to? use Bing, and instantly create content? If that is the case, that is a different product. That is not a search engine anymore, right? You are now creating Bing as a different product service than you have offered in the past. So are, you you know what I'm saying? So I, I guess I don't see how it does anything to Bing. This is just, Microsoft has tried this with Skype. They've tried it with everything. Skype is trash. It's garbage. I can't believe how many... Organizations still use it to do remote interviews. What are you doing? No, Skype doesn't work. Stop using it. There are so many other products out there that you could be using. All right. So with that out of the way, Pat, um, I've got two here, and then we'll go rapid fire in the second half of the program. Um, That being said, my first of two, because these are kind of related to each other. Mm-hmm. My first truth or fiction is this. Donald Trump was the biggest loser of the McCarthy fight. Truth or fiction?
0: <sighs> see, I, I'm 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 almost positive that you're going to say truth to this. And which is which and I'm going to preface it this way. I could totally see this being the case. However, however, I'm gonna go fiction. Because mm. other than Donald Trump, I think the biggest loser is us again.
1: Um you gotta explain it, yourself on that.
0: Well, here's 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 the thing. I I because I don't trust Kevin McCarthy. I don't. I I I think if you wanted if you wanted to really unite the GOP, the GOP base and really represent the people that that ultimately put them them in power. I think you get rid of people like the Ditch McConnells and the Kevin McCarthy's of the world and not put them in power and and put somebody that's a little bit more liberty friendly in power to that. Um I don't I, I know Kevin McCarthy made a bunch of concessions and a lot of promises. I don't trust them for a second.
1: Okay. So I understand where you're coming from on this, but it's truth for me and 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 I'm going to mm. I'm going to rebought against something that you just said. Okay. It's not I understand I don't trust Kevin McCarthy either. But but we were the if by you or we, the American people is what you mm. mean, right? Right, right, that's what I mean. We are the biggest winner in this. That's that. See, this is the rub, Pat. I understand you don't trust and I don't trust Kevin McCarthy as far as I could throw him. Right. I understand that. But what happened in this fight when it drug out not one day, two day, three day, four day, right. Is born out in the rules that are set forth in the 118th Congress. Mm hmm. It's not that Kevin McCarthy gave a verbal promise or a written promise. It is that Kevin McCarthy changed the rules the exact way that the, the Freedom Caucus wanted those rules to be changed. So it is not as if Kevin McCarthy can just up and change, right? That That's not how this works anymore. Mm-hmm. So he seceded. He gave in to single votes for single persons being able to bring up um, – basically a vote of no confidence on the Speaker of the House on the floor okay he gave up all these different rule changes he gave up as uh, you know chairmanships a great example of this he here's a fine example of how we won as the American people Dan Crenshaw got his ass kicked as the uh, chairman potential chairman of the House uh, Department of Homeland Security Committee he lost. To a member of the House Freedom Caucus in an open vote. A member of the House Freedom Caucus beat him. That speaks volumes as to where the actual membership of the the House really is. They didn't trust Dan Crenshaw, who is Kevin McCarthy's lackey at this point, right? Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to, hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say here is that this isn't a trust but verify situation. The verification came in. Did he bring forth the rules as they requested in the in the negotiations that happened internally? And then they were set forth and voted upon, one by two twenty one to two twelve or whatever it was.
0: But but how does that make Donald Trump the biggest loser?
1: And, and uh, it's uh, not about what that. I'm not. I'm not even getting there. I'm not kay. even getting there. So before we even get there, Pat, you were talking about how us, the American people, were the, the losers of Kevin McCarthy becoming Speaker of the House. We lost. No, we didn't. We won. We won because without that fight happening, and I want people to understand this, without this fight that happened, business as usual would have reigned. If, the, if, the, if, if we would have just gotten to where we were, right, vote-wise, at the at the very beginning the very first vote none none of the rule changes none of the none of the chairmanships none of the people on the rules committee the open um the open amendment process none of the things that need to happen to help this body function as the body of the people would have happened none of it kevin mccarthy would have just let business as usual happen these 20 people extracted a king's ransom for Kevin McCarthy's power grab, they extracted literally every single thing that they wanted, right? Every demand that they made, Kevin McCarthy gave into. That is a win for the American people, because what did we see in action, Pat? We saw Kevin McCarthy do exactly what he said he was going to do with the very first bill, We have now repealed the funding for those 87,000 agents. $70 billion for the IRS. Gone. In day one. Hour one. That's true. Okay? That was was extracted out of what? His ability to become Speaker of the House. He was so power-hungry that he gave away. He gave away everything that the other side wanted in terms of the internal GOP fight. But beyond that, Pat, it took 15 votes. It took Donald Trump, right? I want people to understand this. Donald Trump's most ardent supporters inside Congress are probably Matt Gates, Lauren, Lauren Bobert, and the three other individuals who all voted present, right? Andy Biggs, and, and I forget the other two. They voted present. They could. Donald Trump could not swing them for day two, three, or four to just simply vote for Kevin McCarthy, right? The biggest supporters of Donald Trump said, nah, I'm still going to do my own thing. Now, I would consider that critical thinking, right? Hey, cool, you do you, you vote the way that you want to vote, right? That's good for me. But for Donald Trump, he is the biggest loser here because he's the person who's supposed to wield the biggest stick, right? Right. When he says jump, you are supposed to say how high in the MAGA authority, right? MAGA, 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 right? If he says it, you jump on it. The House Freedom Caucus, by and large, said no thank you, right? They didn't listen to Donald Trump at all. Instead, they were focused on the internal processes of how this house was going to function. And what they got out of this, Pat, was the biggest win for the American people of our lifetime. We got regular order. We got amendments, single bills, 72 hours. We got everything that the American people need to be able to watch, listen, and be able to figure out whether or not these things are going to be good or bad. Gone are the days of omnibus. Right now, in the 118th Congress, it will never happen in this Congress. It can't happen because Omnibus are what, Pat? Multiple bills being stuffed together. Right. So this can't happen in this Congress. So we are about to watch something very different. And it happened despite Donald Trump. It didn't happen because Donald Trump said to Kevin McCarthy, wink, wink, nod, nod, give everything away, and then I'll get my team on board. No. He, He couldn't even kick you know these people were kicking and screaming, right? He couldn't drag them over the finish line. He is done. His power doesn't exist within this party anymore. It's done. He has no, no magical, mystical, you know, sway. If that were the case, this would have been done after vote two, right? They would have, they would have gone to vote three. Donald Trump would have made the calls down the line. Text messages, whatever have you, down the line, whipped them into shape, and away we went. Didn't happen. They held out and they held out and they held out until they extracted literally every last ounce of blood from that turnip. I want you to remind I I want to remind you, Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, all of the biggest MAGA forever pundits, with the exception of Tucker Carlson at Fox News, Laura Ingram. Sean Hannity, you name it down the line at Fox news, you name it down the line of conservative talk radio with the exceptions of Steve Dace, Glenn Beck, ourselves and a very select few others and, and Tucker Carlson. They turned on the very people that they were supposed to be representing, right? They, Sean Hannity looks at this as the mock of forever, right? He was the the biggest Donald Trump bootlicker. Poor, th- did you see what he did to Lauren Borba? Oh yeah, no, I saw right? he did. Did you see Bray, what yeah. these people were attempting to do to the people who held out for very conservative values? Mark Levin, who wrote the freaking book on a constitutional convention, right, turned on the people who support that. To get Kevin freaking McCarthy over the finish line. The people who wrote the books that we all bought, Pat, all of them. Turned. On everything that the America First MAGA movement is supposed to believe. To get Kevin McCarthy over the finish line. And they still couldn't get these people to go. He holds no power. It, it It's just that simple for me. I, I can't think of a greater example of watch what's happening in Florida right now. You got Donald Trump flailing around like a dead fish on, uh, on the shore, right? Just screaming and doing whatever, right? Meanwhile, Ron DeSantis is kicking names and taking asses. He is literally about to expose. Yes, Pat, I did that backwards for a reason. Mm-hmm. He is about to expose In a grand jury setting Pfizer, Moderna, BioNTech Take a look at what is going down there There is a dichotomy of what is happening it, The power dynamic The shift of the power within the party I I don't see how Donald Trump's not the biggest loser in all of that Because he comes out of this Looking weak. He comes out of this looking like the very people who are supposed to support every single thing that he says and does no longer do. And it's not about whether or not this was going to be the the end game anyway. It's about the ability to for Donald Trump to have ended the game, right? Did he get we could we have gotten here at, at vote three? Could we have? Potentially, but it would have been up to whom? Donald Trump and Kevin McCarthy to have gotten into a room somehow, some ways, shape, or form in, hey, these are the demands of my people. Meet them, or I don't support you anymore, right? Did we get that? No. Instead, he tried to double down and put the pressure on the the non-McCarthy people. Donald Trump is in the camp of the weak Kevin McCarthy. Donald Trump is not in the camp of the strong Ron DeSantis or the strong uh, Chip Roy, Right? Take a look at who's heading up the rules committee right now. Take a look at what took place over the course of the last week and tell me that Donald Trump does not look like a feckless, weak individual. Politically, I'm not saying because his his game has always been what? Projection of strength. He looks weaker today than he did a week ago. That's, that's my viewpoint there. But with that having been said, Pat, um, why don't we play a little bit of the B or not the B? Are you ready? Let's do it. Alright, so today's headline, if it will pull up for me, (laughs) give me one second. Um, Today's headline is, M&M's introduces all female candy packs to support women crushing men in the creative arts. M&M's introduces all female candy packs to support women crushing men in the creative arts. And while you are thinking about that, folks, do not forget, you can support this show by supporting people who don't care about your politics. They care about you drinking really good coffee. And that is our friends over at CoffeeBrandCoffee.com. Again, that is CoffeeBrandCoffee.com. Enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout for 5% off of your purchase. They also have um, a sale going on right now on some of their holiday flavors, so if you are into... Um, you know, the holidays all year round, stock up. Stock up so that you can get your holiday flavoring all year round. Go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout for 5% off. And don't forget, if you're not into coffee, they've got your hot chocolate, they've got your tea. Go support a brand that cares about producing quality products over politics. Coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code CRITICALTHINKING. All right, Pat. Do you need the headline one more time? One more time. M&M's introduces all-female candy packs to support women crushing men in the creative arts. Is this the bee or not the bee? (laughs) Folks, Pat is having a uh, personal crisis at the moment. See, here's, here's, here's my rub.
0: I want to say the Babylon Bee because this is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. However, it got really specific with the creative arts at the end, which makes me think it's not the Bee. Mm. I'm not. I'm not even remotely sure, but I'm going to go with not the Bee.
1: Well, I hate to tell you, Pat. That you are right. You are correct. This is not the B. M&M's is releasing an all-female candy package or er, is releasing all-female candy packages that will only contain the brown, green, and purple M&M's. Why the brown, green, and purple, Pat? Could you take a wild gander? <coughs> um,
0: It has something to do with the female anatomy?
1: Well, because... When you get to the animated version of M and M's, uh huh, those are the colors that are <clears throat> feminine. Female. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. What's a woman? M and
0: M's. Wait a wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, uh you just took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, what if they identify as a man?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just asking. You're saying men can't like those colors
1: either? Yeah, apparently not. Mm. Although I will say this, I love a green M&M. The brown M&M's suck. I, I, I just, no. That being said, <clears throat> Mars, the company that own, owns M&M's, doesn't think that there's a problem. Gabrielle Wesley, chief marketing officer at Mars Wrigley North America, says, quote, women all over the world are flipping how they define success and happiness while challenging the status quo so we're thrilled to be able to recognize and celebrate them and who better to help us on that mission than our own powerhouse spokes candies green brown and purple oh so they're spokes candies so what does challenging the status quo mean well according to the mars website it means changing the status uh, quo in the creative industry the focus is on the music industry, where males dominate in careers 64.9 to 35.1 percent. But lest you think that this is some sort of equitable thing, the company also wants to support women in other creative industries like art, where women already dominate 54.8 to 45.2 percent. They're even trying to flip the status quo in cake decorating, where women dominate 91.9 to 8. or 91.1 to 8.9 percent. I'm so confused, but not nearly as confusing as that purple Eminem, who is just masquerading as a woman, but might also be a man.
0: I'm I'm just generally confused by this entire article.
1: And that being said, Pat, I do have another truth or fiction to you before we get into rapid fire. Speaking of Kevin McCarthy, my second truth or fiction statement is Kevin McCarthy will violate the agreement with the Freedom Caucus within six months truth or fiction
0: see this is this is why i was kind of thinking and i guess i guess time will tell if one of us is right or wrong on 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 your first truth or fiction right Mm -hmm. but this is why i was thinking that that the first one was truth because i absolutely believe that he's going to violate the hell out of that within six months
1: okay and and why and why do you believe that because you can't trust him
0: because I can't trust him, because he's part of that old guard establishment that that will do that kind of thing. I I just don't. I, until he earns that trust, I I just don't see how he doesn't do that within six months.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. No. So could I be wrong? I hope I'm wrong. But so so I think I I that this is has the potential to be truth. But as I look at the agreement, right, that happened. The agreement was to changing the rules and how Congress functions, right? This Uh wasn't a, well, down the road, we're going to do this, and down the road, we're going to do that. So everything is in writing. Everything is set into stone, if you will, when it comes to the agreement. And that was ultimately the fight that happened behind the scenes, is that they didn't want his agreement in writing between the two. Parties He wanted – or they the, – the Freedom Caucus really wanted the, the agreement in writing in the rules of the 118th Congress, and they extracted all of it because inside the rules, right – by the way, go read it for yourself if you want. It'll, it'll take about an hour, and you don't need to know every every imagination of how, what this all means, but it, it can get technical and like Robert's Rules of Orders technical – at times, but all you need to know is literally in the rules. We have the budgeting agreement, right? Literally in the rules, we have the single vote for vacated, uh, vacating the speakership. We have written into the rules, um, single, you know, single topic bills. We have written into the rules seventy-two hours, right? And then, of course, we have Laura Loomer and, and her ilk on Twitter. Oh, he violated that right away, Pat. Because it, 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 there wasn't uh, 72 hours to, to read the rules of the 118th Congress. In order to get to 72 hours to read a bill, right, you have to pass some freaking rules. <laughs> <laughs> and the first day of regular order of Congress is on monday at 5 p.m you have to have rules laura loomer in your ilk he didn't violate this wasn't a violation of a 72 hour rule which i would agree i would i would even agree with that my
0: my my point is this though when it comes down because here's here's the thing if he could if he could find a loophole somewhere within these roles, you don't think that he won't violate them and push that Freedom Caucus back?
1: Oh, 100%. I, I don't disagree Definitely. with you there. Yeah. I don't disagree with you there. But my larger point is that the House Freedom Caucus was smart enough to understand that that would be Kevin McCarthy's trick, right? And mm-hmm. so what they extracted out of this was largely what they were looking for were largely things that would fundamentally transform the way Congress works. Did they get them or not? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Now, are there things within this like the balancing of the budget within ten years? That was probably a compromise. I'm sure that the House Freedom Caucus wanted this to happen right away. So we'll see where that goes down the line. Obviously, ten years is a long time, and and I hate when Congress does those things because it's just ridiculous. It's we have no idea in four years where Congress is going to be, let alone. You know, 10 years down the line that having been said, I I firmly agree with you. I believe that he violates some sort of this or changes some sort of the rules of the road six months in eight months in maybe even three months in because why Kevin McCarthy very clearly. And this was my argument all of last week. Kevin McCarthy clearly made this about personal power rather than doing the right thing. The right thing. Right. if, if they wanted to just end this internal fighting, would have been, hey, I'll give in and I will not run for Speaker of the House anymore. Here's the consensus candidate. Was that even offered? I have heard no whiff of a consensus candidate being offered. Not one. And that's why Byron Donalds kept becoming a candidate because there was no consensus and no concession on the other side. It was Kevin McCarthy plus the deal or else right Kevin McCarthy or else and so I congratulate the Freedom Caucus on getting literally everything they ever wanted with the exception of Kevin McCarthy not being speaker of the house I would make it I don't want to belittle the pro-life thing but we say this all the time with the pro-life thing right I would change I would I would give up every other thing Right. I will lose every election. I will lose every one of those things all time for abs for making sure that life wins. Right. So in, in the reverse here, I would I would give up every political position of power possible for the extraction of every single written rule of the Congress going my direction. Because you can't fudge that you you would have to change that by an act of Congress, right? And that right. ain't happening. That's very clear because this was a 100%, 100% adoption of the rules along partisan lines. Everybody on the Republican side was in lockstep with these rules because it turns out every one of them wanted them. Hmm. What do you know? They extracted every bullet ounce of blood out of that turnip and we're watching it happen. So it's going to be fascinating to see what goes on Uh, in the 118th Congress. I I firmly believe I'm on your side, though. Kevin McCarthy finds a way to violate some part of the agreement, some way, shape or form within six months. And I'm not sure where it's going to come, um, but we'll see. Maybe it comes in where the chairmanships are going or how far the church committee is or the quote-unquote church committee is allowed to go. And that, for me, is the biggest win, by the way, of the House Freedom Caucus, getting McCarthy to agree not just to a church-style committee on the FBI, but every three-letter organization in the United States government bureaucracy. So the CIA, the NSA, the DHS, the DOJ, wherever this, this takes them, they get to go. This is going to be amazing. And for those of you who don't know what a church committee is, go back to the 1970s and take a look at what that church committee was able to do with the CIA. Basically, every single conspiracy theory of the 70s was proven to be true. It's absolutely insane. And this, this also dived into the civil rights era, LBJ, all that sort of stuff. One of the most evil individuals of all time in American political history, by the way, in my view, right up there with Woodrow Wilson. They also have the uh, flaming racist thing in common. But, hey, I digress, Pat. It's time for you to go rapid fire with me.
0: Already then. So uh, because we are fans of the uh, Steve Day show on the blaze. Um, I, I, he put out his top 10 predictions and I'm not going to go through all 10 because I think they are just some that just aren't applicable to our audience in this show. Sure. But I want to go through, a few um, of them. a few of them.
1: Okay. So enough. the first one, by the way, Steve, thanks for uh, coming on our show last year. Hopefully we'll have you on again this year, especially once we know what's going on with your movie nefarious. Uh, I am super excited to, to watch. That. He
0: also has a book coming out next month that, that will likely have him on for.
1: Correct, the Fourth Reich. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. him or Daniel Horowitz. Yep.
0: Um, number, oh, So, so the first one, one active member of Congress will come out as trans.
1: Yeah, I, I think that happens because it's the trendy thing to do, right? It's the, uh, it, it is not a thing that is. It's difficult for people who haven't lived in this era to understand, right? If you're 25, chances are you have grown up with this as a thing that people do. But for those of us over the age of 30, this concept, this this has gone from a rarity to a thing that is now a status symbol within the culture, because somehow you are elevated as a a, a more moral person and somebody worth more attention than anybody else and what do congress people like more than anything else attention so i'm just gonna leave it there truth for me okay i i by anyway, the way
0: 120 percent agree with that i think that's truth as well
1: especially on the democratic side are you shitting me yeah
0: oh yeah yeah i i could totally see somebody doing it um, all right. The Buffalo Bills beat the Minnesota Vikings in the Super Bowl. Truth or fiction?
1: Fiction. It'll be the Buffalo Bills over the 49ers.
0: I I actually think the Vikings have a very good chance of losing out this first round.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, look at what happened when they played Green Bay just two weeks ago. Mm. Um, yeah. The their their magic fairy dust of how they've won. 13 games has been running out over the last month.
0: Okay. Um, Next one. Truth or
1: fiction. Putin doesn't survive the year. Truth. Um, Both theoretically in terms of like uh, politics wise. And I firmly believe that his health is so bad that um, we have the possibility of him physically dying. But one way or another, Pat, I firmly believe that he is going to be out of power. By the end of the year, because we've seen this war in the Ukraine drag on, right? We've seen this war drag beyond anybody in the Russian um, hierarchy believed it would, right? And oligarchs like power, right? What's weaker than potentially losing a war to Ukraine, right? Right. He ain't going to stand for that. So one way or another, he's going to be displaced politically do i think they they go the route of uh, killing putin i doubt it but i wouldn't be surprised if his health is so bad that he dies too
0: i think he, i think he suffers at least a political death
1: mm-hmm.
0: well, you know it, and this is why if you remember back to my prediction where i somehow like putin will symbolically surrender ukraine like he, he'll give up this is this is going to feed into that yep uh, so um, next one, truth or fiction, China reaches a fork in the road. Either the current regime invades Taiwan or a younger, more Gorbachev-like faction will rise to power.
1: So truth. Uh, and you have to pay attention to the internal politics of the the uh, Chinese Communist Party to understand the second half of this. But I look at it this way. The only way for Xi Jinping, because we look at what happened with the COVID lockdowns and and the increasing openness, if you will, of their society, right? The the incongruity of the control of communism versus the openness of communication and the tools that exist within that broadening economic uh, society, right? These are incongruent things, and we've seen it with the COVID lockdowns. We've seen people, you know, literally commit Harry Carry. We've seen people um, protesting in the streets, right? We've seen all of those things. So either the power grab happens when they go after Taiwan, right, and people Mm -hmm. go into lockstep with them, or Xi Jinping and his ilk are going to be pushed out of power because either the Chinese Communist Party maintains power by force or they maintain power by transforming themselves, and Xi Jinping is part of the old guard. There is a new guard, a younger guard within the CCP that is climbing the ranks. That's all I'm going to say. So I I believe this to be 100% true. One of two of these things has to happen. Otherwise, Xi Jinping loses his power. And we see one of the ugliest situations in probably human history happen. So in in order to avoid that, one of these two things has to happen. Because Mm -hmm. the, the third alternative is that Xi Jinping attempts to hang on to power in the most bloody internal conflict the world has ever seen.
0: I I agree with I'm going truth as well for all the reasons you just said. All right. All right. Truth or fiction. The Florida grand jury will at minimum recommend fraud charges against Pfizer and Moderna.
1: Truth. Because what do we know about the claims that were made and not made? Right. At a minimum, I think we see that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised because what is the state's power, right? The state versus the federal power here is going to be interesting. And more importantly, we have a Florida Surgeon General in Joseph Latipo who has been on this from the very get go and I think can make a really good case in front of a grand jury for this. So I'm going to go with 100% truth at a bare minimum. That is what's going to happen.
0: I, I'm I'm tempted to say fiction, only because I kind of think the minimum is going to be higher than that. Mm, okay. I, 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 I can I say that for certain? No, I think this is the safer route in saying that this is truth, though.
1: Okay, that's fair enough. <clears throat> um, fair
0: enough. Number three, or well, number three on his list. Um. <clears throat> Truth or fiction, Trump will become the clear underdog in the GOP presidential primary.
1: Truth. I mean, it just goes back to what we had talked about with him being the biggest loser in the McCarthy situation because he he attempted to cash in his chips, right? Again, he right. attempted to do that with his own base. And they said, no, thank you.
0: Well, and you look at what Elon, or Elon, you look at what uh, Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida right now um with with this you know grand jury that's coming
1: And there's a I second part of this it. that we've never even talked about yet on the show and i'll bring it up briefly christy gnome and look at what she's attempting to do with ron desantis and not working right she's trying to, attempt right. to oh look I at am. me i blah 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 ron DeSantis well, says right but you're in the pocket of of big business in your uh in your neck of the woods and that big business had every incentive to keep this open we looked at science and opened when we saw science not working in the way that the federal government was telling us. But well, and, and she's attempting that, to cash in that check as a potential running mate. By the way, with Donald Trump, right, that's right. what's going that's on. What I was about about to
0: say. All right, um, last one. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I I agree with that too. I think that's truth. I I think he's already the the underdog. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think you have to wait for the primary. I think he already is. Yep. Um. Next one, or or last one I should say. Truth or fiction, major names will be leaked from Epstein's Black Book.
1: Yeah, because there are going to be people, especially as we head into primary season, right? And in the twenty twenty four presidential election, leaking those names, whether they're team team GOP or uh Team Donkey. Um, yeah. You gotta leak, right? I I, I you politically kill your opponent. <laughs> Right, like the second that that name is in there, done. Mm. Would I be surprised to see some major people in there? <laughs> no, I wouldn't be surprised at all. We're going to see the Clintons in there. You're going to see, you know, probably the Trumps. You're probably going to see some some really big, high end political names, and you're going to see some big names in business in there. Um, my last truth or fiction here is that, um, truth or fiction. Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents will disqualify him from running for president. Mm, I,
0: I it don't get me wrong, it should by by their by their standards, okay? because of what they're tar- trying to do to Donald Trump right now. okay? So by their standards, it should..
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, I think
1: it's going to be fiction. And if you don't know what we're talking about, the Department of Justice and the FBI announced that they are uh, looking into um, documents from Joe Biden's vice presidential era that were found at the Biden think tank at the University of Pennsylvania. That's right. Classified documents, folks, exist at, at inside the think tank, not inside the vice presidential library or anything else. How the hell did classified documents get into this think tank by the standards, as I put it yesterday. um, So he's a traitor to the country, uh, committed treason and disqualified from running for office again. Did I get that right? Lefties. I don't know the contents of this. And for me, it doesn't necessarily matter. What it points out is that, that this is why we need an investigation that is going on or about to begin into the Biden crime family, Th- this will help congressional oversight on this, the Hunter Biden laptop story, the, the, the threads that are unraveling in the Twitter files, all of those things that are happening, right? As we look at, um, you know, literally members of the Biden administration attempting to tell Facebook and, and Twitter whom they should be censoring. And, and not in a suggestive way, a, mm. in a literal censor them or else kind of a way. There's threats being made as we pull these threads backwards. We're, we're going to find out that there's a lot more than we even think when it comes to this. I think this is going to be truth. And, and here's why, because. At some point in time, where where's the, the journalistic integrity of the of the left? Right. Where where does where does that begin and end? Right. And while they've been carrying water for the Biden administration, could this be that moment in which they say, whoa, 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 we can ignore the Twitter files. We can ignore the Hunter Biden laptop story. But when your own Department of Justice and your own FBI, of which you have basically the left controlling right in all of the the management operations of these organizations, when we see all these things come together. That's a problem, right? How do you ignore potential criminality coming from you? Oopsies. It's just an oopsies. I would suggest that Donald Trump and what he did down at at, uh, Mar-a-Lago, unless they can prove that these were actually declassified pieces of information and like declassified not in a shit, we're about to get caught kind of a way, right? But declassified before he actually left office, right? Unless that's the case, both of these are wrong and both of them should be disqualified because we can't trust you with classified information more importantly um, why, right? why why would you need to do that why do these exist at a think tank but with that Pat your final thoughts on today's show
0: don't get lost remember who you are no means no and I still I, I just I don't I don't trust our
1: politicians right now I just don't Please be smart, be safe, be kind as always, Matthew 547, and make sure you eat all your meals today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.